have in my hand? The powerful Word of God can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Here's our prayer. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, man, you got to abide for God. Woo! I know you say, yeah, you're sitting right by the people that have That's right. That's right. I tell you, I've enjoyed this series. Have you? Some of you have. Some of you come up and said, I wish you'd quit talking about it. I said, well, I figure if the journey's beat me up, I need to share. I've asked uh, a friend and a trainer. He's a trainer and uh, owner, uh, but just a dear friend. And I count him as a friend. Uh, he yells at me a lot. Well, not a lot. That's not fair. He yells at all of us. Because as Geneva keeps reminding me, that's what he's paid to do. But I also know a compassionate side of Josh that I've watched. Um, I've watched a, a dad struggle with uh, his newborn baby uh, not being as healthy as she needed to be right off the right out of the shooting match. But, you know, that's okay. That tells me a lot about him and who he is. But one of the things that I'll always be grateful for is that he took a chance on a big old almost 400-pound guy, and he said, I think I can help you. And here I am 60, 70 pounds lighter later, and a lot of it's because of him and Terry. Uh, they, they probably won't claim that, but, I mean, I'm having to do the work, I suppose. But it's because they have created an atmosphere of encouragement at, at Oklahoma Fit. And uh, you, you've heard Geneva and I talk about it. You've heard me talk about it a lot. But they've always told me, they said, and that's going to lead us into our day, today's message, they've always told me that it's not the exercise that's the biggest key. The biggest key is what you do outside this room. Because they can't control what I put in my mouth. They can't control the portions and all that. So we're, we're going to talk about some of that today. Because like I say, we, we want to make sure that we're tying all this in together in our spiritual walk. But as Josh is getting ready to come up and speak to us for a few minutes, I found a, a poster statement that I just really, well, let, I'll let it taste it. I exercised once but found out I was allergic to it. My skin flushed, my heart raced, I got sweaty, short of breath. It's very dangerous. So anyway, would you welcome Josh Smith as he comes to share with us this morning. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I want to thank everyone for all the prayers for Andrew. She's doing God's the best. They uh, couldn't do it without the prayers for sure. Um, last week, you know, I'm taking this time to kind of figure out okay, what I'm going to talk about, what, what's going to help kind of get something going on, whether or not it's motivation or if it's anything, whatever it is, I'm just trying to figure out okay, what can I do, what can I do, what can I do. Every time I ever speak to anybody, I always have a list of stuff I'm going to talk about. Every time I speak to somebody, that list goes to the door. Okay? Um, I think I think a lot of stuff happens for a reason. I think everything happens for a reason. Um, right, being here happens for a reason. All right? um, there's a lot of sicknesses. There's a lot of cancer. Cancer is cancer. It's, it's crazy. So many people are hurting, dying, losing people, or beating it doesn't matter what it is, there's always something going on in this world, and 
I believe that it's better to be healthier before you have to fight for your life. Okay, there are so many people that I know that have beaten cancer because they were healthy before. There are people that have lived longer because they were healthy before. Okay, sometimes cancer just takes us. There's always that reason, just like Pastor Harold said, we all die. We're all going to die. It's it's how we live our life, what we can do to to, to be a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit healthier. Um, there's a lot of ways to do it, you know. Um, there's 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 teams. There's there's accountability partners. There's ways to ways to do it, ways not to do it. Like he said, I can't control anything what anyone does outside the gym. All we can do is we work hard. Uh, we sweat. We we cry. We bleed. But we don't. Uh, there's there's a lot of different ways to, to live your life. It's up to you. God gave you your life. He's in the whole duration of your life, but it's up to you on how you want to live your life. It's up to you on, hey, do I want to sit around and just kind of get through life and not have fun and not be healthy and not be around for your grandkids, for your great-grandchildren? I mean, Geneva, she's over there down the street lifting 185 pound tires. She's a strong, healthy woman. She's always been a strong, healthy woman. Now she's sitting here holding her great-grandchild. Okay, so it's up, it's up to you guys how do you want to do this? Okay? There's there's many, 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 many ways. Um, the way we do it, the way I like to do it, is have a accountability partner. If you don't have someone that you can that can help you out, that can hold you accountable for what your actions and what you do, uh, you'll fail. You'll 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 flat out fail. Um, you guys all here are his accountability partner. So his success is due to a lot of you guys. Um, whether or not that's a good reality, harsh reality, bad reality, I don't know. You take it how you want to. But what all you guys do helps him out. And hopefully one day he can help you guys out. In other ways, other than other than seeing God and seeing the right right way in life. Um, but doing doing outside of the gym is it's the hardest part. It's the hardest part. You can go. I've got a saying that you can never out exercise a bad diet. It's true. You can go over there. You can bust it. Every single day, seven days a week, for at least one hour, two hours, three hours, it doesn't matter. But if you eat bad, tell me the older we get, that metabolism slows down. When we're young, it's different. You can eat whatever, do whatever, it's fine. The older we get, you notice, start getting a little tired, getting a little more weight, that metabolism slows down. So you can never out-exercise a fat diet. We had a client of ours one time, and it stuck with me for a long time. And she said, I said, what's your goal? What's your reason? What do you, what do you, why do you want to lose this weight? What do you want to do? And she said that the only thing that she cares about is to be able to ride a roller coaster with her grandchild. No, this is a child. This is a daughter. So that hit me, hit me hard, you know, because not everyone is, is is in that situation. I mean, if you couldn't imagine, her daughter's a single mother, and whenever her daughter's old enough to ride a roller coaster, she can't ride it because her mom can't sit. She can't sit in the roller coaster. I mean, that's, so whatever motivation it is, whatever it takes whether or not it's losing weight or just being healthy. You might not be overweight, but you might just need to be that healthy, healthy person. So if you do ever get any type of cancer or any type of illness, you're strong enough to fight that off. We had we had a, a tragic in our in our family, and luckily that 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 Terry's mother she was she passed away from cancer um, um, almost a year now, and luckily she lived longer three extra years longer because she 
was so so healthy, so strong, and did everything right. Um, she should have passed. They just gave her three months. She lived three years. Uh, so that 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 is due to having that healthy body, doing what's right before the sickness sets in. Um, that that's a big deal. Have fun. Don't think exercise is a chore. Don't don't look at it. Man, I gotta go work. Man. I gotta do this. Look at it as you get to. I've been 12 years in the military. I've got friends, I've got people, I've got to know a lot of people that have lost arms, legs. I mean, you name it, they've lost all kinds of stuff. Um, but they haven't lost hope. Okay? So look at this. Yeah, you get a workout. You get to come to church. You get to do these things because you are healthy enough to do it. Don't take that health for granted. Okay? That health, it can go just like that. But the stronger, healthier you are before that happens, it's big. It's really, really, really big. Um, It's not going to happen overnight, okay? Um, I got out of the Marine Corps, and I was 182 pounds when I got out of the Marine Corps. And six foot two, that's, that's little, okay? Um, over that year, within a year, I gained 100 pounds. I got pictures, it's bad. I got stretch marks. Um, yeah, I'll never forget it. Uh, you can get rid of stretch marks, but I keep them just because I want to have that reminder. I gained over 100 pounds in, a, in less than a year. Um, I got to 285 pounds, no, 275 pounds, 35% body fat in a year. Um, I looked at myself, like, I'm good, I'll be an extra large. Nothing wrong with extra large, I'll be an extra large, but it's an extra large of, of, of not a body fat, it's not an extra large of, of muscle. So there's a huge difference. So what I decided is, okay, I'll be an extra large, no problem. Well, when I had my first kid, I was like, man, I, I want to be able to run, I want to be able to play basketball. I, I, at that time, I was too tired. I couldn't. I had no strength. I was 25 years old. That's young. That's my prime. I'm in my prime, and I'm 35% body fat and almost 300 pounds. It's not. That's not my prime. So I got together. I fixed it and got healthy. Um, I got healthy for myself. I got healthy for God. I got healthy the right way. So no matter what it is out there, there's always there's always a reason, and, and it is never too late. You can be 82. It's fine. You know, but you can still, there's always something. There's always something you can do that makes you feel a little bit better about yourself, that gives you that little bit more energy to get up every single day. And just keep going. Have fun. Okay, have fun. That, that's the big deal. You got some more. We're going to keep going. Okay, buddy. Hey, Monday, I'm going to that call. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thank you, man. <clears throat> I'll take it. <clears throat> I'll take it. It's so fun because uh, <clears throat> most days, and he can attest to this, <clears throat> are all done. And I usually end up with the last exercise, so I'm on the floor. Just because then I can lay down. <laughs> and oftentimes I'll just throw my arms out. And he'll have to come by and hit, kick me just to make sure I move again. So uh, it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun. It is fun. Thanks, Josh. You and Terry mean a lot to us and a lot to me, and so glad that Anchor's doing well. And and uh, Grandma's just a sappy old grandma. She's she'll come over and give me an update every every Monday morning. Well, Anchor's this, Anchor's this, Anchor's that. I say, okay, okay. I'm here to work out. I ain't here to talk about it. Anchor, come on. No, not true, not true. God for God. It's been our series. It's been a fun series. I. <clears throat> 
I like it. Uh, remember, there's two goals I mentioned last week I have for our church. One is that we become a very spiritually healthy church. <clears throat> and uh, that requires a relationship with God. If you don't have it, obviously it's going to be hard to develop a spiritual relationship and, and be physically healthy. The other one is I want us to be a, a physically healthy church. Uh, it could be just, you know, slow. It's a slow process. It's taken me two years to re, to re-change my thinking, uh, and to do something about this heavy body and try to make it lighter body. Now, I've still got a ways to go, a long ways to go, but I'm getting there. That's the key. <clears throat> when I first started, Josh had to come help me off the floor. It was really embarrassing. Um, but he had to come and help me off the floor. But you know what? He never came over and said, come on, Tubbo, get up. He never said that. He came over, stuck his arm down, and he he pulled me up. He said, you can do this. You can do this. And so I'm convinced that if I can do it, you can do it. I believe it. Uh, Watching me get up off the floor now is really a, it's a video moment, I'm telling you. But I can do that. I, I, I can get up by myself. And, you know, I've said that to you many times. But I want you to understand, that's huge. That's huge. I remember getting in a bathtub when I first started this because I was so sore. I was going to soak in a bathtub. I couldn't get out of the tub. I got in there. It was great to soak. But I drained the water and I couldn't get out. So I had to. Well, it was ugly. Anyway, <clears throat> but I can do that now. That's not a problem. And it's because I made an investment. And I want you to understand that you can do the same thing. So grab your notes. Let's quickly run through some of these things and and make some some notations and some thoughts. Um, 149 verses in the New Testament alone talk about the body. 1 Thessalonians 4.4 is just one of them. But I think it's a key verse for our our thoughts today. and And that is, each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. It's really important. When I began this journey, I began from the standpoint of that I needed God to be glorified with what I am and who I am and what I do and, and, and how I do it. We've all said that. Can you say amen? We've all said it. But now we have to practice it. We have to practice it. In that, in that verse, would you underline the phrase, control your own body? And then would you circle the word learn? Got to learn. Got to learn. And one of the things I love watching about our coaches is that our coaches are all physically fit people. From our female coaches to our male coaches are all physically fit people. Because they understand the importance of it. You see, I think one of Bryant's greatest abilities to whip cancer is that he was physically fit. And so his body was able to respond to the treatments in a much... They didn't have to overcome other things to get that taken care of. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, and we need, to, we need to do our best to have God-honoring God lifestyles. But the only way to be healthier and the only way to lose weight is to eat better and exercise more. It's true. Somebody asked me, said, well, why don't you have that stomach surgery? I said, but if I don't change what's between my ears, what good is it going to do to change my stomach? Because the stomach size can change any time. You know your stomach isn't very big anyway? I didn't realize that. The stomach itself is not very big. It's all the other stuff that I put around it. 
that's accumulated, you see. One of the parts about losing weight and a lot of weight is you get all this other extra stuff that's there that you didn't don't need. It doesn't go away overnight. Okay? So we, we've got to remember that God can do great things if we'll dedicate ourselves to him, commit ourselves to him. I love what the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 2. I didn't know this verse was in there. All the time I've read the Bible, I never read this one. If you are a big eater, <clears throat> put a knife to your throat. <laughs> I read a story about a guy that was struggling with weight loss, and he said, uh, and he said this. He said, I've been digging my grave with a knife, fork, and an ice cream scoop. <laughs> boy, truth there, isn't it? It's truth there. Oh, boy. I listen to people talk about these cruises that they go on. And on these cruises, it's 24 hours a day. It's food all the time. Good night. That sounds like a great thing. Except there's a battle, isn't there? Sure there is. There's a battle all the time. doesn't matter if you're on a cruise or if you're at a buffet. Or if you're sitting at Hugo's. There's a battle. If you go to McDonald's. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's, you have to hold a cross up when you drive by there. You know what I'm saying. It's a battle. I'm just going to go to Maggio's this time. I'm just going to have salad. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Same tricks I used on myself for a long, long time. Now I stay away from there. Doesn't do any good. Drive by Brahms, just don't stop. Just think about it and just drive by. Isn't that fun? That's the best part. It's when you can actually look at things and say, I don't need that. I don't need that. Then you know God is helping you win a victory. So I want us to spend the rest of the time learning how to manage our habits. And we're going to do that looking at a little bit of the life of Daniel. Daniel was a great Bible character. And his life was not easy. He lived in 587 B.C. So go back in your mind about 2,000 years, add another 587. So around 2,600 years ago is when he lived. He lived at what... He lived in Israel, what we call Israel today. But they were invaded by what we call Iran, which was Babylon back then. And these young men, all the young men in Israel, were taken captive by the Babylonians and taken back to Babylonia. Now the women and the old men, they left. They didn't need them. They wanted the fighting, the strappers to come back, and they would be under captivity, and they, they would fight and work for the king. And the king's name was Nebuchadnezzar. It must be like if Canada invaded America and started grabbing all of our young, strapping young men like Jeff Phillips and hauling them up across the border and making them work in exile. Well, look at verse 4. The king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, decides to do something really interesting. He says, select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men. Now, I know when I think about that verse... Nebuchadnezzar was probably thinking about Aaron Hearn. You, you know that as well as I do. Amen. Aaron, stand up, let them people see you over there. Now, there's a young, strapping, and good-looking man right there. Right? Then he said, make sure they are all well-versed in every branch of learning, or gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men the language and literature of Babylon. Oh, you mean they didn't do the politically correct thing and make everybody speak Oh, see, there's a strategic standpoint that I want you to notice here. 
Israel needed defending. But Babylon said, and Nebuchadnezzar said, if I'll take all these young fighters out of Israel, they won't be able to fight. It's exactly what Josh said. You've got to be able to stand. You have got to be able to fight. You and I talked about the spiritual battle that we're involved in. I read something interesting this past week that just kind of, you know, I don't know if it's conspiracy theory or what. But this week, do a search called Jade Helm 15. Jade Helm 15. I was talking to an army ranger last week. And he asked me if I was familiar with that. And I'd heard about it. But I hadn't really read much on it till after he mentioned it to me. So I went back and read. So you, you do a little research yourself. Jade Helm 15. You might want to write that down so you don't forget. But the king pulls these young men together. And he does something strategically. He says, The king assigned them, these young men like Daniel, he assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. Now, what's important is the king ate very good. He ate a lot of rich, fat food and drank a whole lot. And he didn't drink Diet Coke. He drank a lot of alcohol. And so he wanted all of his soldiers to feel like they were the best that he could possibly have by giving them the best that he had from his table. And they were to be trained for three years, and then they would enter the royal service. So what do you learn from this? And what can we learn from this? Well, the king put all these men on this diet, and the diet of his choosing, and one of them was Daniel, and Daniel had some different ideas. And so he wanted to and proposed an alternate way of living. <clears throat> an alternate way of living. And if we're going to manage our eating and exercise habits, we've got to develop some alternative thought processes. First one is, we've got to consider eating and exercise to be spiritual habits. A spiritual, a spiritual habit needs to be considered eating and exercise. If you want God to honor your exercise and your eating, you have to first understand that God cares about your body and cares about what you eat and what you put in that body. It's real important. We had steak and chicken last night. Man, it was good. Had baked potatoes. Those are always good. And the more butter you put on them, the better it is. Come on, come on. Yep, more butter. You put. I saw some of you. You had the butter thing up. You were just like, no, not quite that bad. But can you eat a baked potato and it be okay? Sure. Can you eat a piece of steak and it be okay? Sure. You don't have to have the whole cow. Maybe you don't need a whole potato. Maybe you just need a piece of a potato. See what I'm saying? What have I told you? Take, take whatever you want, put it on your plate and cut it in half. Cut it in half. Take half of it off. And you'll be surprised what can happen. Daniel 1.8. Daniel is captive. Of the day, but Daniel was determined not to defile himself. Isn't it, it, it interesting? Look, look at this. Not to defile himself by eating the food and, and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat these unacceptable foods. That took a lot of courage for Daniel to do that. I mean, he was a captive. He was a nobody. I mean, these guys didn't even listen to him. But he said, 
Here's an idea. I want to try this instead. He didn't necessarily want to do what the king had had asked him to do because he knew it was not going to be good for his body to do it that way. So he decided to make the meal, the eating, the food, a spiritual endeavor. Which takes us to our memory verse. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for what? To the glory of God. That's right. That's right. We have got to learn to do that. When you eat, eat for the glory of God. Make it a spiritual activity. Think about it before you ever sit down to do it. That's not always easy. Every Monday through Thursday when I work out, four days a week, I sit down and I pray. I really do. I'm praying while I'm doing my little stretching things. I guess that's what you call what I'm doing. But I'm really praying. I'm praying that God will help me get through that workout today. And it varies. Every day's different. That's what I love about Oklahoma Fit. Every day's different. And there's days that we'll come in and it's an exercise we've done before. It's a set that we've done before. And we'll read it on the board and all of us will look at each other. And we all look at each other and go, why is he doing that to us today? What did we do to him today that causes him to hate us like this? Now, I already know Monday is going to, I'll have my own workout over here and everyone else will have this one. No, not quite. But what I do love about Josh and Terry is that if I can't do a particular exercise due to a physical limitation, they always give me an alternative to do. That's awesome. That shows compassion and care, doesn't it? It's like one day I said, I can't really do that. He said, well, then do something. (laughs) That was his answer. Do something. Okay, do something. I had a doctor tell me one time, he said, do you ever walk after you eat? I said, no. He said, well, get up. He said, if you'll just get up, that'll be better than what you were doing. (laughs) I thought, well, there you go. Second, choose a plan that's best for me. You know, we've talked about that. You know, there's plenty of diet plans out there. There's plenty of exercise plans out there. Just find one. Find one. I got Cindy one of those Fitbit things. She wanted a Fitbit, so I got her one of those. And uh, I guess they they register when by motion. When you move them, they, they start calculating. Well, the other day, she was just, we were, she was riding in a car a lot, and it registered that she'd walk ten flights of stairs. <laughs> I thought, well, man, go ride in the car more. That's awesome. But it's kind of funny, isn't it? But find a plan that works for you. She is counting. It's so it's so fun that that little that little uh, mechanism that she's using, that little machine. Now she's she's telling me how many more steps she took than she than calories she consumed. Hey, that alone is great, isn't it? You see what I'm saying? Little little thing. It doesn't have to be this monumental thing. But start small. I showed you those before and after pictures a couple of weeks ago. It's pretty obvious. And it's going to get even more obvious the further we go along. My goal is to look like Bryant one day. Handsome. No hair. When, when I get to heaven. Thank you, sister. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, don't, I don't get a chance, brother. <laughs> Must run in the family. <laughs> Love it. How about swimming? I started out swimming. Go, go swim. Get in the water. Well, I don't have a swimming pool. Dig a hole. I don't know. Find something. See, we've got too many excuses 
Choose a plan that works for you. Daniel 1.12. Daniel says, please test us for ten days. On a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said that at the end of the ten days, see how we look compared to the other young men who were eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. You see, it's important to have a measured time. Measured time. Measured time. Have a measured time. I'm going to do this for a period of time. Then I want to, I want to measure at the end of that time. It's really important. It's really important. Uh, Terry's working on a new challenge for us. They're, periodically, they throw challenges out at us and we, we, so we can accept. And a lot of the folks that are really into this thing, I mean, they're really physically fit, they need that. And it's so interesting. it was so encouraging for me to read their responses to her idea of, uh, of a new challenge because they were saying, oh, I need something so bad. I'm looking at these people and they can throw their body upside down against a wall and do push-ups. Really? What kind of challenge do you need? That's just not right. God did not build us to do upside-down push-ups. I don't care who you are. But these two people think that that's no big deal. Oh, I know it. They're nuts. He goes, okay, I want six. The other day was 66 of those. And those little women were over there just, you know, I was going, whoa, praise God. I was counting for them. 12, 19, 102. I was trying to get them to quit. But no. It's awesome. It's awesome. Daniel was saying, okay, you can have the fried chicken and the deep fried Oreos. All right, go ahead. But give us vegetables and water. I mean, it's not the greatest plan in the world for food, but it worked. It worked. Proverbs 15.22. See, the problem is we think we know. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. You know, you may need to solicit a doctor. You may need to get a trainer. You may need to get a nutritionist or a combination of all of it. But you've got to do something to get from where you are now to where God wants you to be. Amen? Don't just sit. Daniel said, let's do this for ten days. Recent studies have shown that if you, it, it, it takes 21 days to create a new habit. Now, after five days, you're going, I don't think I can do this. After 10, you're, yeah, okay. After 15, you go, hey, man, maybe I can do this. And after 21, you're ready to make a new habit. Isn't that awesome? Just keep saying no for 21 days. You can do it. You can do it with, and especially with, the help of Almighty God. And He is waiting, waiting, waiting to help you. Takes us to number three. Correct unhealthy habits and replace those with healthy habits. It's not enough just to remove them. You've got to put something in its place. If you're going to quit eating biscuits and gravy, you've got to put bacon and sausage in its place. No, no, no. When Don had his first heart attack, Pat, the first thing Pat made for him the next morning was biscuits and gravy because he loves it. She hit him with the frying pan. Said, "You ain't having that, pal." Boom. Change everything. You change everything, and that's okay. Replace unhealthy with healthy. I never thought I would like tilapia, or is it tilapia? I guess if you're from Texas, it's tilapia. It's a fish. I thought, really? I'm going to eat fish. Love it. Blackened tilapia. Man, good stuff. 
It's good stuff. Cindy said, let's get some lobster tail. You know why? Because they bring that big old deal of butter out there. That you stick. It don't taste right if you don't stick it down in that butter and let it soak in. Amen? Stay away. Stay away. Say, I know all the unhealthy stuff. 1 Corinthians 6, 12. You may say, I'm allowed to do anything. I'm allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for you. There's God talking to us. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. One of the things Josh and Terry stress is drinking water. Drinking water. I'm not a water drinker. Any of you guys identify with that? I mean, really? There's no taste. There's still no taste. I've had a gallon of it, and there's still no taste. But I've discovered that drinking water is really, really important. In fact, it's one of the best things you could ever do for yourself, is drink water. We have had at different times a Kangan water machine here at the church. Uh, Debbie Miller, all of you know Debbie? Some of you, Debbie, wave at everybody. Debbie's sitting right back there. Good. I asked Debbie to come today. As Debbie now is uh, selling those machines, if you're interested in one. There's some pamphlets on the back table by my office that talk about that. And Debbie's going to be back there after church if you should have any questions. But Josh and Terry will tell you about that water. And it's, it's really an incredible. Uh, you raise your pH balance in your body. And it's amazing what your body will do to react to that. And it's, a, it's, it's an amazing thing. And the recovery time, it's very, very helpful. And, I, and I've always said to myself, it's water. It's water. But, boy, what a difference it'll make. Flush out your liver. Flush out all kinds. Well, you flush out a lot of things. But anyway, never mind. Drink water. Drink water. I asked Debbie to come so that uh, you, if you have any questions, you might talk to her about it. Uh, she brings me some of that water, and I drink a lot of it. She'll bring it a gallon at a time, and then she'll come back and say, well, all of it's not gone, Brother Harold. Well, Debbie, something happened to my water pourer thing. It's called this. It didn't, I didn't pick it up and do that enough. Okay? Josh talked about accountability. Isn't that, what, isn't that what she's doing? She's coming and asking me why I'm not drinking more water. You get it. That one's getting it. In fact, two of the deadly sins, of the seven deadly sins, are gluttony and sloth. So, old habits need to find new habits. Takes me to number four. Calculate how much I eat and exercise each day. If you don't write it down, you'll be fooled as to how much you really are doing and how much you're eating. You've got to write it down. And here's the exercise. Take a piece of paper and just put the date on it and then start... Just writing everything, everything that goes in your mouth that day, write it on a piece of paper. And it would be helpful to write what time of day it was and really how you felt when you were putting it in your mouth. That would help too. But write it down. Everything. If it's a piece of gum, write it down. If it's a breath mint, write it down. And at the end of the day, go back and calculate what you ate in that day. But be honest and write it down. 
because you're, you're eating more than you think you are and you're not eating the right stuff, I can assure you you're not. Exercise, same thing. Oh man, I, I move a lot. Well, we're, we're guilty of Proverbs 21 too. People may be right in their own eyes until the Lord examines their heart. <laughs> you fooling nobody, especially God. Daniel kept track. I want to be careful what I eat, he said. I'm not going to eat the king's food. I want to make sure that daily I eat what I should eat. Let me give you some small steps. This isn't in your notes, so you'd have to write these down. Some small steps that you can take when it comes to this. Number one, eat smaller portions. We talked about that. Number two, wait at least ten minutes before going back for seconds. I read that this past week. just really blew my mind. And so I tried that Wednesday night at Wednesday night dinner. Because normally I'll whip one down and I'll run back up there and think, I need another shot of this. But I waited ten minutes. And it was so interesting because in ten minutes I wasn't nearly, nearly as hungry as I thought I was ten minutes before that. Just ten minutes. Because it takes ten minutes for your brain to tell your stomach, hey, you got enough. But see, we've already eaten three loads of food by the ten minute period. So just stop. Wait ten minutes. Here's another one. Drink a glass of water within 30 minutes of getting up in the morning before you have a meal. Just drink the water. Josh said we need, the older we get, our metabolism slows down. Mine is that metab. I don't have alism anymore. Mine's just metab. I believe it. But, drink that water. Be amazed at what it can do. Be amazed at what it can do. And here's another one. Walk before or after every meal. Remember the doctor told me, he said, just get up. That'll be more than you were doing. Just get up. If you can walk and it doesn't hurt, it's hard for me to do that on this knee of mine. But, get out there and do it. Walk. Daniel 1.5 The king assigned them a daily ration of food. For the next ten days, he kept track of what he ate. Now, I want to challenge you for the next ten days to keep track of what you eat. By review, let's, we've first of all said consider eating and exercise to be spiritual habits. Secondly, choose a plan that's best for you. Thirdly, correct unhealthy habits and replace with healthy habits or healthier habits. And then number four, calculate how much I can eat and exercise And then turn the page to number five. Let's finish this up. Celebrate the benefits of healthy living. Celebrate it. I'm doing it with clothes. I wear clothes now I never thought I'd wear again. Cindy made me buy clothes that fit me. I still have a, I still have a problem with that. It's an image issue. It's a personal struggle I have. Uh, there's a girl that works out at the... At, with us at Oklahoma Fit, and she came up to me one day, and she says, why do you keep wearing all that baggy stuff? It's still something in here. See, I've got to get past that. that I, I'm the only one that can deal with that, me and God. But one day I wore something that was more fitting, I guess. It fit me better. I never will forget what she said. I walked in, she goes, well, there you are. I thought, yeah, I've been here a lot. <laughs> but you know what she was saying. See, celebrate that. It's okay to celebrate that. 
That's to, I'll put on certain clothes that I haven't worn in a long, long time. Some of them are a lot bigger than than they, I, I can wear. I can't wear them anymore because they're too big. Can, can you believe I said that? But I'll put them on just to remind me. And then Josh said, get rid of them. Yeah, that's true. I need to. I need to because I keep hanging on to things I don't need to hang on to. Again, part of the journey. Remember, this is a journey we're on. It's a lifestyle we're on. And you've got to change all of it, but it works from the inside out. Inside out. And that's where God can help. Amen? You know, I love food, don't you? God gave us over 10,000 taste buds in our mouth. We can differentiate between salt and, and uh, uh, sweet. I'm telling you, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than to get a bowl of gumbo from Geneva Pondville. Look at you. Uh-huh. I just lost half of you. Now, Rodney, he's no Cajun. He married one. He married one. Now, he's no Fletcher, Oklahoma boy, but he married a Cajun girl. And I'll see, they'll do those crawfish boils and stuff like that. We need to have one of those, by the way. Whole church thing. We need to do that. I want to throw, we just throw it out on the table. Isn't that what you do? You don't really use a plate. You just throw it out on the table. Oh, newspaper. Okay. Well, praise God. Someone's got to soak up the whatever. <laughs> oh, look at her. We done lost her now. Okay. <laughs> As Grandpa Jones used to say, yum, yum. Okay. But, see, God created us to enjoy food. He did, didn't He? We need to do that. And in order to develop this body so that God can be honored and, and glorified through it, we need to let God in, be involved in it. And get him connected to it. Daniel 1.5, at the end of ten days, Daniel and his three friends, and it's always interesting that he always had friends, <clears throat> they looked healthier. And they were better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned to the king. Doesn't say they lost a lot of weight. Don't know anything about that. But they looked healthier. I saw a picture of me two years ago when I was really sick. And some, I'd lost a bunch of weight and then you guys, I got sick. And my hair was white. I didn't realize that until I saw a picture. I didn't realize how bad I looked. And somebody told me the other day, said, man, you know, you really look good. I thought, well, your eyes are bad, but I'll take that. I'll take that. I don't know that I look good any time, but I'll take that. Because what they were saying is, what I used to remember you looking like and what you're looking like today are two different things. Hallelujah. That's God helping me. The Bod for God series is not about having a perfect body because there's not one of those. There's not one. There just isn't. But you can have a healthy body. And a healthy body is what God's after because He can do so much more with us when we're healthy. But look what it goes on to say. So after that, the attendant fed them. Who's the them? It's the other soldiers. That all other young men fed them only vegetables instead of food and wine provided for them. Oh man, how about that? Saw that these four guys were healthier, so he changed the diet, the command of the king, to give them food that would make them healthier. Woo! Can you imagine the alcohol that didn't flow? <laughs> Can you imagine the fried chicken that didn't get eaten? The fried okra that didn't get eaten? I'm sure they had that over there. Because better choices were made. 
And the choices you make today can impact you for, for the future, for 10 years, for your family. In fact, it's been said statistically that parents who are overweight is three times greater that their children are going to be overweight. That's 300%. My boys struggle with their weight. Why? Because they watched their dad struggle with his weight all of his life and all their life. I'm just grateful that all three of them are understanding that healthiness is much better. It's a much better choice. I want them to be around a long time. I need them to be around a long time. I need them to make a lot of money. Because mom and I are getting older. And we're looking forward to the day when we can come and lay in their front room on their floor and, and play games on their TV and eat their food out of their restaurant. That's my retirement plan right there. Humility, humility's old saying about humility, it says this, be humble or you will stay humble. Or you, or you will stumble, I should say. Be humble or you will stumble. Humility is an important aspect to our walk with God. Staying humble. The problem with life is that we pretend that we don't have a problem. Now I want to ask you some real tough questions. What is it in your life that you're refusing to let God help you with? Is it a food addiction? Is it maybe the other end of the spectrum where it's an eating disorder? Could it be pornography? Could it be smoking? Could it be alcohol? Could it be drugs? Could it be that you're sexually doing things in your body you shouldn't be doing? Are you having sex outside of marriage? You know what the Bible says about that? Sex before marriage is not good. Don't let temptations from the internet come into your mind. Having problems with your marriage and your dating relationships, finances. The last statement on your outline that I want you to fill in is here's the key. Commit, commit my body to God. Commit my body to to God. Many of you have made that commitment the last two Sundays when I've asked you on the connection card to join me in this journey. You've written down there. Some of you signed your name on that first Sunday, remember? You filled out that contract and you checked the spots you would do and you signed your name. That means something. It means you were serious. Half of you did that. Last Sunday, half of you responded or more. To what you're going to do going forward. That's huge. That's huge. I even heard last week at lunch, some of us get together at lunch on most Sundays, and I even heard last Sunday at lunch, some people were making better choices at lunch just after two weeks of sermons. Hey, I'd preach every week about this if that's, if that's going to help you change. Because I can't make you change. Only God can. God can make you change, but He won't. Because he wants you involved in the process. But he'll team with you. First Thessalonians 4.4 4, again, each of you should learn to control your own body. And I believe that's whole, wholeheartedly true. We've got to learn to humble ourselves. We've got to learn to stay 
in connection with Christ. We've got to understand and remember that he died on the cross for our sins, every sin, including whatever addictions I have. Whatever I'm struggling with, he died on the cross for it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for these that are here today. I pray that they're ready to take some next steps in their life. And Father, they're going to get up. They're going to move. They're going to get up. They're going to eat better. They're going to get up. And they're going to find strength to overcome. And Father, they're going to be committed to you in a way that they've not done before today. Jesus, I want to thank you for dying on the cross for all my weaknesses, for all my infirmities, all my sins. I want to thank you that you love me enough that you're willing to give everything so that I could have everything. But God, while I journey in this life, I need to journey in such a way that brings honor and glory to your Son, Jesus Christ. And Father, I thank you for loving me enough, caring for me enough to want to save me. I want to thank you for people like Josh Terry that love enough people care enough about us to help us be healthier. Thank you for the words of encouragement that they give. Uh, Thank you for that pat on the shoulder that says, you did good today. I know there's days when he pushes us and those are tough days. But I'm so grateful that he's so quick to give as much encouragement as he is Instruction. Father, when I think about my life and what I'm going through, I can't help but think of what your son Jesus Christ went through on the cross for me. Endured incredible, incredible pain so that I could have freedom, so that I could have forgiveness. God, we'll never do anything unless we get a commitment to you. First of all, first and foremost. And once we've made that commitment to you, then, then we can watch you do great things. And then it's daily surrendering and committing and recommitting and resurrendering and recommitting and resurrendering so that you can receive glory, honor, and praise. Father, there may be somebody here today that just needs to know you as their Savior for the very first time. There may be somebody here that needs a church home. I'd recommend this one. We're not perfect. You know we're not perfect. But you've forgiven us, and we'll do our best to treat people the way you've, you treat us. God, whatever it is, somebody has a need, would they respond today in Jesus' name? Amen. Let's stand.